with this service and uh, I study I study on this subject off and on and throughout yesterday evening I worked on it and first I didn't feel comfortable with it and then I looked at it again and just just back and forth so I pray dear God that the God will give me the words that he would use me <clears throat> give me the words of wisdom and to be a blessing to our church if you have your Bibles, please open to the book of John, chapter 10. <clears throat> I didn't know what kind of title to put on this. Uh, how, can I, how can we obtain eternal life? How can we attain, obtain eternal life? The book of John, chapter 10 start with verse 26. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. We think of eternal life. If you ever talk to anybody about eternal life, you know, they say, well, when I... Uh, when I die, it, it ends right there, you know, and that's not going to happen. You're going to ha- you're going to spend eternal life. It's either eternal life in heaven, or you're going to spend eternal life in hell, one or the other. You know, you know, uh, you can't. You know, I ask uh, a lot of times. I ask questions. You know, I usually get in trouble work anyways. When I witness to those, I ask them, "Are you saved?" And I had this one gentleman, he's like, and it, it irritated him. He didn't say nothing, and he turned around and looked at me and said, I can't answer that. I said, are you either serving God or are you serving the devil, one or the other? You know, he said, well, you're just pushing it on me. I said, no, I'm just asking you a question. Because usually when I ask questions, I always get in trouble, especially with family members. You know, and uh, that's a long story I don't want to get into. But, but anyways... Where are you going to, how are you going to obtain this eternal life? Eternal life, you know, what does it mean? It never ends. It's without end. It's forever and ever. You know, I think, you know, what happened, you know, this past week with Sister Dora, you know, she, she was saved. She, she had that light. You can't say you haven't seen that light. Eternal life. I think of her, I guarantee she'd jump with joy. No more pain. No more suffering. I said I wouldn't cry, but I can't help it. But he says, I give unto them. Who's those them? Who's the them? His sheep. Eternal life that shall never perish, never shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And that is so precious of a scripture, knowing that God, that He saved you. He saved your unworthy soul. He gave you that eternal life. 
Because He is eternal life. Christ is eternal life. You shall never perish. And neither shall any man pluck them out of your hand. There's nobody can take it away from you. They might destroy this body, but your soul is everlasting. Everlasting life. If If you know Christ as your Lord and Savior... And He saved your soul. He get, you've got eternal life now. You have that. Because God's promised that. But i got some points here I want to bring out this morning. Uh, in the book of Titus, chapter 1, I'm going to start with that. And we'll probably be in the book of John back and forth. The book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 2. And I want, I, the reason I bring this out, I want, I want to show you this point because it wasn't part of the message and it just came to my mind. He says, in hope, well, let's go with verse 1. And Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. That was one of the great promises He gives you. Eternal life. Now, how are you going to obtain that eternal life? That's the question. If you're here and lost today, you can obtain this eternal life. You can experience this eternal life. And the eternal life is in Christ. Over in the book of John, chapter 1. Book of John, chapter 1. We'll begin with uh, verse 1. The book of John, chapter 1, and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made, and that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. You know, Christ is life. He is the light. He is the true and living God. He is the true, the true light that sheds on us. And light shineth in darkness, and the darkness can comprehend it not. It's like at the workplace. I, I talk about the workplace a lot because that's where I have my most experience of dealing with people. We have some people that cannot stand the light on, on, the, on the workstation. They want to turn it off. I said, why are you getting used to the dark? There's, no, there's nothing in darkness. The light sheds more safe. It shows you how you can... That you reveals what you need to do on your job. And that's what God shows us in His Word. The light is through His Word. How He reveals Himself to this lost and dying world. In Christ, He is the light. In John fourteen six, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then eternal life is foremost the life of the Son of God. And God is life. Jesus Christ is eternal life. He is that life. The second point this morning is through His Word. Eternal life is the Word through the Word. 
how can you obtain this eternal life? In the book of uh, John chapter, ch- chapter 6, like I say, we'll be in the book of John a lot. John chapter 6 and verse 68. He says, Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Here, right here, God, uh, Peter here revealed this. He is the words of eternal life. Through his word, when Jesus was here in the flesh, he teached and preached the doctrine of, of grace. He, he preached to those about eternal life, uh, how to be saved. But a lot of people, you know, it says, well, I can be saved when I want to, when I feel like it. Uh, uh, you don't need the Word of God. Without the hearing of the Word of God, there's, there's no hope. I mean, you got to share the Word of God. He said, well, I don't have to come to church. Well, no, God can save you wherever. But someone's going to share the Word of God to you. You know, that's... Probably one of my goals is is to witness to more people that I can. I, I've talked to a lot of people. You know what God, how God uses it. That's that's between Him and the Lord. You know all I can do is show Him, share the Word of God with Him. And God's got to bless it. God's the one's got to save because I, I can't save nobody. You can't save nobody. But Jesus Christ is the only one that can save, and He's the only one. The one the Spirit of God deals with you. He'll bear witness with your spirit. And He will make you alive and He will open your eyes that you may see that light, that you may. And that's one way that you can know that you can have an eternal life. You know, the, the Word of God is the biggest, this is the one big love story. That's what this is. It's about love. You know, <clears throat> the Word of God, it amazes me. You know, through His Word, how people, how God uses people, places, and things, and circumstances. And I think about, you know, I never was never raised in a church. Never was. But you know, uh, God uses people, places, and things that I know I've quoted myself three or four times on that. But I think about the people that has come to me and asked me about God, or Share the word of God to me. And I didn't know nothing about God. I had I could not stand to hear about God. I could not stand to hear about church. I had nothing to do with it. I, my grandmother always bugged me about coming to church, and she just kept on and on. Just asked me every Sunday morning, "You want to come to church with me?" Come because she usually usually uh, someone will pick her up and go come right by my house where I where where I live with my mom and dad. She always stopped by. You want to go to church with him? You want to go to church with him? And then finally I went, you know, which the type of church she went to, I, they scared me to death. A lot of hollering and carrying on. But I didn't know no better, and, and I just sat there and bared it, you know. But just some little things that people say that kind of stuck in my head. And then it was an opportunity when, and I, I'm sure I've shared this before, there was a guy stopped by one day. I was at my dad's shop picking up some tools, and, and he stopped me. 
and he just come right out of the blue on right on the motorcycle. I'm like, and he stopped and he said, "Can I ask you something?" And I said, "What?" And he said, "Can I share the word of God with you?" And I'm like, "Who are you? Why are you bothering me?" And he sat there, and I sat there and jeered. I said, "I'll be nice." And he got on his bike after he talked to me about the Lord. He got on his bike and left. Don't know where he never seen him again. It's just little key things, and I always think. And it would make a good message. How in the world did I end up here? From Floyd County to here. God uses people, places, and things. And it's amazing how God gets you here into this position. So thankful. I know I'm getting off my subject. I can't help it. <laughs> But God is full control. He does what He wants to and when He wants to. In the book of John, chapter 17. Book of John, chapter 17. Book of John, chapter 17, and verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them which also which shall believe me through the Word. Through the Word of God. And that's the key point of this. How can I obtain this eternal life? It's through the Word of God. Because Jesus Christ, He talks a lot about the eternal life, you know, that He that He offers. Excuse me. But it's amazing what God can do, and it's amazing how He can use people in places and things. My next point. God draws people. Isn't it amazing how you, you talk to people, they say, I'll never go to that church. You know, you hear that saying, I'll never do that, I'll never do this. And you'll see them and they'll end up doing it. You know, that's like me. i never go to church. I would never, you wouldn't catch me here. I would have no desire to be in church. Because I think, I always thought church people were weird. That's, what I thought when I was growing up. They're weird. They're a bunch of weird people talking about somebody they can't even see. You know, they're going to buy some little book. That's what I thought. You know, how God opened your eyes. You know, when I heard the word, <laughs> it's amazed me when I heard, I didn't know who Brother Vance was. You know, it's amazed me how God uses people never been in this county before. End up, you know, marrying a lady here and and it's just amazing how I remember him coming out visiting. I just sat on the on the porch. I was sitting on the porches, and he came and visit. We heard about this church, which I didn't know nothing about church. I, I didn't care what they did, you know. But I sat there and listened to what he had to say, and I, I thought this 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 guy got something to say, you know. And it, I've never heard the way he said it, you know. And it's funny. And then we came and visit, and all of a sudden, you know, next you know you. You're, you're getting in trouble. Or I've, I was getting in trouble. That's the way I put it. But here I come into the church, and I thought, you know, well, we're just there. I'll just endure this, you know. And then next thing you know, God uses His Word. It's how it affects you, you know, and how it will draw. And it will draw you. Because God, you can't make somebody come walk the aisle. You can't make them do this. You can't save them. God's Word, His, He's got to speak to your heart. And he's got to draw you through his word. And that's how you can obtain this eternal life. 
It's through His Word because He explains it. Eternal life. A dead man will not come to God. I was one of them. I refuse. I use myself as an example a lot. But in the book of John, chapter 6, just a chapter back, John chapter 6, verse 44. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. I will raise him up at the last day, except the Father has drawn me. You know, it's amazing, you know, through his word, and I know I sound repetitive because I, I just can't, I, I, sometimes I know what I want to say, but I can't get it out because the word of God, I get excited about it and, and I just, the way I want to say it, it just does not come out right, but... But God, He will draw. A natural man will not come to Christ. Never, uh, only, only the Spirit of God can, when He bears witness with Him. But over in the book of John, chapter 5, book of John, chapter 5, verse 39, He says, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they, that, they are they which testify me, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. And I was one of those persons. I didn't want. I didn't want it that eternal life. I didn't want to experience what everybody's experienced, you know. And and I think of of the of the people that that were members here that are passed away. Sister Rita, if she wasn't a blessing, I, I'm telling you, she preached to me every time I come and buy and picked her up, you know. And I always joke around with her and stuff, you know. And and. and she she was on her stuff. I mean, you couldn't joke around with her a lot because she would she just tell you how it is. And, and, and you, you think about those things and you miss those things. She's, you know, I miss going by picking her up, you know, and and enjoying the times with her. And and she was a blessing, you know. And I always put her on the spot. Like I tell you about the little ice cream deal we had. And I have to share this with because it, it was just a blessing. Uh, I think the Dairy Queen had this free ice cream thing. It was on one day. And I said, asked her if she wanted one. Oh, sure, I'll get one. So we got one. I said, hurry up, eat it. She said, well, so we'll go back to the drive-thru and get another one. She thought I was joking. And I pulled up her and I said, I said, hurry up, eat it, eat it. But, I mean, I enjoy those times with her, you know. And, and she sort of laughed. She said, we can't be doing that. You know, we can't, you know, they're going to know. I was like, oh, they ain't going to pay attention, you know. But, but being with people, you know, that you should, and, and they'll preach to you. She she preached to me because she knew one day I, I wouldn't I just wasn't having a good morning, and she always had something positive to say. And it was always the word of God. Always the word of God. But in John, but in John, let's turn over to the book of John, chapter three. John chapter 3, verse 20. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. You know, the the light of, you know, this, this light 
of Jesus Christ, you know, when God shines that light, He reveals the sins in your life. He shows you, you know, the first things that you're that you are doing wrong, and you you think, well, ain't nobody gonna see me do it, but God sees everything you do, and He'll reveal it to you. If it don't bother you, you probably got a heart problem. Because, you know, there's times I do things and I think, I thought, that's ah, no big deal. But then for a while, like, a little longer, you know, it starts, uh, you know, I'm wrong. I shouldn't have done that. You know, I mean, God knows what you do. Uh, you can't hide from it. But it's amazing what, he, what God does through His Word. But to obtain eternal life is simply believing in Christ. First uh, John chapter three verse fifteen, same book or the same chapter in the book. He said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. For whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's one of the guarantees you give. If when God saves you, you have eternal life. That's one of the greatest things that you can, that you can rejoice. You know, he said, you know, well, it's not, you know, what, what's it going to be like in heaven? You know, rejoicing. Giving all praise to glory to God, you know, the man that saved you. You know, that's what I'm looking for. That's like the high prize, you know, of the calling, you know, and, and sitting here thinking, you know, what is heaven going to be really like? Have I heard, I heard, I mean, sometimes I, I've talked to other people, that they'll ask me, so what's heaven going to be like? Rejoicing. Going to be with my Lord and Savior, the one that saved me. And you can have the same thing. If you if believe that Jesus Christ died for you and buried for you, that's like when I uh, said a few words at my uncle's funeral, and I counted the privilege. They come to me and ask me because I, you know, I wasn't expecting it, and uh, and I had a cousin that her dad was a pastor and stuff, and she she can play piano and all that good stuff, you know, and she likes singing, and. I shared the Word of God, you know, and I just shared straight out of the Bible. I just not comment on it or nothing, hardly. I just, you know, straight out of the Bible because I don't, I don't want to get in the way. That's my problem. Sometimes I get in the way of what, you know, and causing problems. But And and I know she's probably heard this a thousand times, and she came to me, and she's like, that's pretty, that's good. She said that, you know, and then I have one, I got one relative that's, he says he's saved, and I believe he's saved. And, and he just come up and gave me a big old hug. I, and I thought, all I did was read, you know. But, but it just blessed him to hear that because you don't hardly hear anybody preaching at a funeral. If, if they do it, they ain't saying nothing. Because a lot of times you'll, you get some pastors that don't preach nothing. They just want to talk about what that person did in life, you know. And it, I guess it's okay, but... But the main thing, you have opportunity to witness to a lot of people that sharing the Word of God. But eternal life simply is believing in Christ. And over uh, 
In John chapter 6, verse 47, John chapter 6, verse 47. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and and are dead. And this is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread of and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. It's so simple to be saved. If God, if you want to be saved, God will save you. It is so. It's so easy, you know. And I and I I'll say something that you know they got that called easy believism or whatever they call it. You know they want to say, well, I, a lot of my talk to I was baptized. I know I'm good. I'm saved. I do the right things. I do do I do stuff, uh, uh, good works, and all that stuff. But there's no salvation in that. It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. When He saves you, you're you're going to be, it will change your life. Trust me, it will change your life because it done me. Because if he can save me, he can save anybody. Because I was totally against God. And I, I could not stand God. And I, and what he done for me, he could do for you. And he can save you. And I know he can. All you got to do is believe. Baptism comes later. That's the doorway to the church. Because when, when God saved me, I wanted to be baptized. I want to be identified with the church, a true local church that still preaches the truth. In Second uh, John chapter 3, maybe that's John chapter 3. I don't know what. That's John chapter 3. My bad. John chapter 3, verse 36. I don't know why I got 2 John. I can't read my handwriting. John chapter 3, verse 36. He says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. You know, Jesus Christ is the life, and He is the everlasting life. But if if ye shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on Him. It's simple as believing. If you believe that, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you believe in Him, He'll have that eternal life. And He is the life, and He is the light of this world. And go over to the book of Acts. And this is probably one of my favorite subjects. I love reading this portion of Scripture. The book of Acts, chapter 
chapter 16 and verse 25. The books of Acts chapter 16 verse 25. And it says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Here these, these two were putting into prison for preaching the word of God. And here they're, despite the situation they're in, they're still sitting there giving God the praise. You know, can we do, can we do what Paul and Silas did when we get in a situation like It might come down to this. They might as well throw us in, throw us in prison because of what we believe in. But here Paul and Silas, he said, prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. And the foundations of the prisons were shaken, only of God. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, waking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice and said, Do thyself no harm, for we all are here. Then he called for a light. He called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. That light is Jesus Christ. When he realized that he was unfit, he was going to commit suicide. He was going to end his life. But he heard the preaching of, of Paul and Silas and he heard that preaching. And what does the word of God do to you? What it can do to you, he says here. He called for a light and sprang in and came trembling. The Word of God will make you tremble. The Word of God will bring you down to your knees. When the Word of God works in your heart, when He crushes that old stony heart and gives you a new heart, you want to be identified. You want to thank God and praise Him and give Him all the glory for saving you. And He says here, he came trembling and he fell down before Paul and Silas and he bring them out. He said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What can I do to obtain this salvation? What can I do to, to inherit this eternal life? What can I do? There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. You can't work for it. You can't do... You can't... Uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. But you can't do anything... You're, you're, you're just, I, I was helpless, you know, and all I did was turn my life over to Christ and accept Him as my Lord and Savior, and He changed my life forever. Am I going to mess up? Yes, I will. I will, I will mess up, I guarantee it, because I'm not perfect, because I like to say, when I look at myself in the flesh or in the, in the mirror, I see this old, this old body, and He's my enemy. And it's going to drag you down. And there are days, I don't want even, there's, there's days where I get out of bed, I just like, I don't feel like going to church. But that little, I guess you call it a little light, will pop on in my head. It's like, hey, you know, God deserves the glory, <laughs> what he has done for you. You know, so I get up and start, uh, I better be where I need to be, you know. Give all praise to the glory. And he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, what? What did they say right here in verse 31? Believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. 
saved others. Just that one little incident saved many lives. It's amazing what God does. And he, he, can, he can be a blessing to you. You might be a blessing to somebody at work. You, there's times, you know, I've had people come up to me and said, uh, there's something about you, you know, you're, you're, that I see. I see something in you, you know. And, you know, they say, well, you're, you're such a nice person and all that, you know. And usually I, they give me opportunities to, to witness. I, 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 I witness to everybody at work. Every opportunity I get. Sometimes it don't work out, but, you know, but that's between him and God. You know, and I said, well, thank you, you know, I just, okay, you know, that sounds good. You know, and I'll say, hey, are, are you a child of the king? Uh, no. I said, well, I'd be glad to talk to you about it. Usually I, some of them give me an opportunity, some won't. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. But it's right here, you know, Paul and Silas, you know, preaching and uh, Philippians judge said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Simply as believing in Christ. Eternal life. Eternal life is now. Uh, turn over to the book of John, chapter 5. Very familiar portion of Scripture. John, chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 24. This, this, I love this scripture. This, when I read it, you know, it's the security of the blood-bought believer. But he says here, Verily, verily, or of the truth, of the truth. He said, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath... That little word hath, H-A-T-H, everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You can have that, that eternal life. You can have that salvation is now. And that's one, one portion of Scripture that you can, that I use a lot. Because there's a lot of people I talk to says, well, you can't know if you're, that you're saved. You cannot know. You can lose your salvation well, God says right here you have it. And I believe God is... Because I, I told that person, I said, you must serve a weak God because the God I serve, He says you have everlasting life. He's, what did He say? He said, Very, very, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on Him that sent me hath everlasting life. And I just read earlier back in Titus, God cannot lie. He's not going to go against His word. And He tells me I have... Everlasting life. And that's one of the great scriptures. I, I think it's one of my favorite scriptures uh, that you can know. My next point of eternal life is, is having a personal relationship with God. He said, "Well, that's, that's kind of crazy. You don't even, you know, you, you uh, can't see Him. You can't touch Him. But I, He touches me through His Word." He touches me, the Spirit of God that dwells in me. You know, He comforts you. He's the comforter. He, uh, here in John chapter 17 and verse 3, in the book of John chapter 17, verse 3, He said, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. 
and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent me. And I believe that you have that personal relationship with him. Because when you know, so, well, how do you talk with him? I, I, I'm in prayer with him. You know, when I go to, when I pray, I, I'm talking to God one on one. I'm sharing my problems with him. I take my problems, take my burdens, leave them there. And, and God's going to answer those prayers. It's either yes or no, maybe or whatever. You know, but he'll answer prayers. And that's why we got to pray for one another. We got to stick to help out each other. You know, it's like Sister Valerie in a hospital. You know, I, you know, I can't imagine. You know, I don't know the, the situation, but I, they request prayer. And we got to honor that. We got to be there for one another. And without, you know, and we take them to the Lord. And God is in full control of all those situations. You know, if God wants to raise her up real quick, He'll touch her. And I believe that He will raise her up and get her back into the, to the house of God. He might have put her in that hospital for a reason. She, she might have an opportunity to witness somebody in that hospital. See, it's, it's kind of funny how God uses people to get other people's attention. He might use you to speak to somebody. Maybe I can't, I can't help that person, but maybe you can. You know, And it's just amazing how God works those things out. But having a personal relationship with God, you know, it's just an honor to be able to call upon the only true God and be able to, to uh, spill your heart out to Him of all your problems and, and whatever it may be, you know, and, and just talking. A lot of people, you know, I think uh, one of my grandkids heard me praying. He goes, you sound like you're talking to somebody. I said, yeah, I'm talking to my father. Well, your dad lives down in Bars. I said, no, I'm talking to my heavenly father. And it's kind of, all right, <laughs> whatever, you know. But they don't understand it. Um, all I do is try to live the life in front of them. But that life, you know, Jesus Christ is the light. What does it mean? It believes to, I believe that when the eternal life of Christ comes into our life through faith and He sheds that light on, on us or on God and Christ so we can know Him personally, only through faith. Our next point is eternal life is not interrupted by death. You know, Sharon, that was about Sister Dora. That don't end there. She, she's in glory. She is in glory, celebrating, thankful for what God has done for her. And you can see her life, what she has done. I mean, she didn't have to say anything. You can just see it. And she's been a blessing. I mean, when, there's times I was in kind of feeling down and out. Just a few little words. She will bless you. <laughs> I mean, she was a blessing. And... But it don't stop there. In the book of John, if you turn over to chapter 11. Book of John, chapter 11. Book of John, chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus said unto her that I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth. And believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Shall never die. Because this, this whole body is going to die. Physically, it's going to die. It's, it's, 
because of this old sinfulness. You know, this old sin, sinful body. That's why we're aging, you know, and it's just we're changing. But this old body is going to die. We're going to get a new glorified, resurrected body. And that's what I'm looking for. When the day that the Lord comes back, uh, and I hope it's, I hope I'm just raptured out of here. You know, and I, I keep thinking about it, and I've heard Brave Vance say, I just want what, what's it like going to be in the air, you know, taking that flight. But it's not going to be interrupted. And our last point, we're made complete of the resurrection and eternal life is made complete. Talking about this old body. Uh, here in the book of John chapter 6, kind of flip back over a few chapters. John chapter 6 verse 40. He says here, And this is the will of Him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last day. If that don't encourage you, don't give you strength from his word here, I feel sorry for you. Because that, that encourages me, that we have that everlasting life. And what he say, He that believeth in, on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last day. And as uh, I'll close with this scripture of John chapter 11. Flip back over to a couple more chapters. John chapter 11, verse 25. He says here, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. You'll never die. And that's why I would give you that opportunity as our uh, song leader and pianist come. We'll give you this opportunity. We'll give you a, a, an invitation. You know, Jesus Christ, He can change your life if you believe. If you believe that He died for you, and buried for you, and rose for you, according to the Scriptures. He shed that blood for you. He will save you if you want to be saved. Let's all stand, please. Turn to page 125. Have thine own way, Lord. <laughs> 